welcome to the Honey Group. I'm Honey Vishan. I'm a women's personal transformation and aligned business coach. I get off on empowering women to have more confidence, more self-responsibility, and to show up for all they're wishing and hoping they're good. So this week, something a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit open, a little bit different. I just want to give a roundup in this month of October what I've been doing, what I've been interested in, and lots of recommendations. I love getting recommendations and I love like finding out what other people are reading or watching or listening to. So that's kind of the point of this episode. And I'm going to try and do it once a month just to like share a little bit more about what's going on with me, what I'm interested in. And hopefully that will inspire you too, because so much of what I do is kind of strictly around embodying my values in my daily life, which is something that I am, I think is like one of the most powerful things that you can do. And especially in terms of personal growth, personal development, self-transformation, feeling better um, in terms of helping you feel less anxious, less sad, more in control of your life. I think this is super, super important. And of course, if that's interesting, interested, uh, interesting to you, check out the Values Workshop. It's a workshop that you can do in a week, but I suggest you do it over about five weeks. It's 88 Australian dollars and it's unearthing your values, but doing it in such a way that I have really kind of brought together a lot of the red flags that I see in my clients in terms of them saying that they have certain values because they're trying to look like a certain archetype or they're trying to be a certain thing for other people or they're, you know, in an unhealthy way self-identifying with certain roles. So it's really, it's different to any other values work that you've done and I strongly believe that it will trigger you and um, prompt you, I should say, to find things out that are more helpful and more important. So I'll pop that in the show notes for you. So a few things that I want to talk about. If you have had a look at my monthly mood notion template, you will know that every month I go through and I probably spend a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon building out my whole month. And That Notion template includes like, I'll just open it for myself so I can see. It includes things like what I want to achieve that month, my goals, my theme, a self-care calendar, anything that I'm like manifesting or just things that I have on my, you know, shopping list. If you don't know, something that I love to do is if I want to buy something, I put it on my little shopping list on my Notion board and I have it on there for minimum three months before I buy it. And it just helps you to be more conscious with your budgets, but also making sure that, you know, you're not buying into fast fashion and just buying things in a more sustainable way. And a large amount of the time, when that three month come comes up, I'm already over that object and I don't need to buy it. And I feel like if I have an object or a product or a service on that for three to six months and I'm still really obsessed with it, then I know that it's a good purchase to make something worth investing in. I do that for things large and small. I find it's a really incredible practice. So 
Each month I pull out a theme and my theme for this month is actually shine, shine, show up to shine. So it's about being shiny and shining, um, being seen, showing up. And a lot of this is about being consistent and doing what feels good, what gives me energy and what makes me happy. There was a TikTok video in the last week of someone saying that one of the most helpful things she'd ever been told was to have a zero dread calendar. And I really, really resonate with that. Obviously, it's not it's a very privileged position to be in to have a zero dread calendar, but I find it's something that helps me to have more energy and more capacity to show up as well. I do all kinds of things in this notion board where I lay out like any goals that I have for the year that I'm working on. And, you know, I think when people see goals, they have like a lot of connotations. But for instance, one of my big goals of this year is to learn wheel throwing with ceramics. So I've studied ceramics. I've taught ceramics at high school, but I've never used a wheel. And there is a course about half an hour's drive away from where I'm living that I want to take. It has so happened that the course always falls on days when I have clients. So it's kind of kept getting pushed back. But I hope to have a month where I don't have clients and I can do that this year. Otherwise, I will just do some hand building at home. And there is, you know, often I have in this calendar and this notion board as well, all of my values and I mark on it which values I'm going to more prioritize and actively embody that month so the things that I'm really embodying this month are making and creating with my hands radiant well-being active health and fitness and also business development and accomplishment so those are my three ones I do have loving and caring for my animals up there Uh, one of my dogs is unwell so that's gonna have to be a priority for the next foreseeable future Some other things that I have like that I've looked forward to this month is just getting out and exploring more. I feel like I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but after being in Melbourne during COVID lockdown, which was very long, uh, I kind of got to this point of not really wanting to go out too much on the weekends because I was living right near the botanical gardens and because no one was allowed to travel, the botanical gardens in that area would just get absolutely hectic, chaotic, swarmed every weekend. So I kind of got into this vibe of like avoid doing stuff on the weekend because it's going to be too busy and too hectic. And I'm trying to unwind that conditioning. But I'm also this month I've been trialing a four-day work week rather than a four and a half or five day work week and that's allowing me to do a little bit more exploration on my Fridays as well there are you know there's so many places to go and see and walks and towns and restaurants and cafes and things around where I live that I haven't got to do yet and I really want to visit a few more before the end of the year And also different farmers markets and things like that. So my four-day calendar, if you're interested in that, I just found that I was 
my energy was really low and I've had a lot of hormonal stuff going on and taken a lot of advice from a lot of people that probably set me back. So I'm kind of like just trying to get back to a baseline with my health and my hormones. And every week I felt like I couldn't really do that full five days and I'd spend like half a day being really slack and then kind of being myself up about it. And I thought, you know, maybe not forever, but definitely for the next couple of months, try this four-day work a week out and see if taking those three full days away from my work, away from a screen, is going to be supportive of my energy. And in that, taking weekends totally off of social media, I've had a real up and down relationship with that because I was in a really good habit probably six months and a year ago where I didn't go on social media from Friday afternoon to Monday morning and then with things like TikTok where the algorithm is so based on consistency I got into the habit of going on and posting on the weekends as well but I've had to make the executive decision that any algorithm push that gives me is not worth is not the same value as how good I feel and how calm and grounded and clear and, you know, nervous system regulated I feel after having two full days of my phone literally being in a drawer turned off or at least, you know, maybe I listen to a podcast while I'm gardening or on a long walk but not engaging with anything else. It's so, so worth it. And I've been having a lot of conversations with clients over the last few weeks where they're really starting to realize how much social media is dysregulating their nervous system, especially when we use it, we call it relaxation. Um, I understand that it's, it's a form of vegging out, but if you're anxious and overthinking and you've already got a jacked up nervous system, it's definitely not relaxation. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of relaxation. So those are some of the things that I've been doing. I have been trying to spend a lot more time on the weekends reading something that I just I absolutely love is a weekend afternoon just fully indulging in reading a book for like four or five hours and that's just something that I love and I always make sure I get my exercise and my gardening in before I do that but it's something that I really really value. I've had a little weird cold or seasonal allergies not really sure what it is over the last four weeks and I wasn't feeling that well on the weekend, so I literally just laid in bed and read for a good chunk of the weekend, and it just feels so nourishing and so lovely. And the book that I read on the weekend was Other People's Clothes. Um, Carla, I can't remember her surname. It was really, really good. I've been reading a lot of books lately that are very nostalgic for me, and that book was a lot of nostalgia too when I was at art school, um, fine art school, and, you know, talking about conceptual art and thinking about crits, which is where you show your art and everyone in the room contributes their critical opinion of it. I had totally repressed that that was even a thing, um, so that was funny. And also nostalgia for times when I used to go clubbing six nights a week. 
Um, and then I've also been reading quite a lot of books around the hospitality industry and restaurants and wine. I've read Wine Girl, uh, You Had Me at Pet Nat, Sweet Bitter, and No Reservations or Kitchen Confidential. I'm not sure. An Anthony Bourdain one. And that's been really interesting too, to remember all of these experiences and a significant amount of trauma from working in really nice restaurants and talking about wine and thinking about wine and all of this knowledge and information that I have in my head and body and I've just kind of totally forgotten about. So highly recommend all of those books. Uh, especially other people's clothes is it's a bit of a murder mystery kind of one uh, and but it paints a really good picture of the people the characters and also the setting which I really appreciated where I live I've gone into daylight savings and that means that the sun is it gets light enough to go for a walk at about 6 a.m and the sun's going down at like 7 45 so that has been such a significant positive shift in my health and well-being. I have been trying to get up at 5.30, 5.45, I journal for a little bit, and then I go for an hour-long walk, and then I'll come back and either and then take the dogs to the park or for a hike, and then I'll do a Peloton spin class. And if it's raining, I'll do a workout instead of a walk. But I'm finding that going out and being in nature with those like beautiful colours of dawn and especially all of the different native and otherwise flowers that are in bloom right now, it's just I feel so clear and clarified and ready and scientifically walking gives you such brilliant ideas so I do spend a chunk of that time actually on my phone in the notes app writing down all the ideas that I'm having I wish I didn't have to do that so much but I do get really good ideas on those walks so I'm really appreciating that and I am working a lot on my step count I've I have a goal of 13,000 steps per day but it's usually 15,000 and then if I've gone for my morning walk and a dog walk, it'll usually sometimes be 20 or 30,000. So that feels really good to have that numerical evidence of my movement and activity. And something that I've noticed is if, you know, if you've done work with me, I'm, I'm really into physically supporting the body, not just doing mindset stuff. And one of the things that I do to physically support my body is lymphatic drainage massage and I've been doing self-manual lymphatic drainage massage on my face and body for quite some time and I recently got into the habit of doing a full body one every night before bed and it does make a difference but the other weekend I had a really really active day where I was probably walking for about four hours and I did like an hour long of a few different workouts and my stretch and restorative yoga practice at night. And it was really amazing to see my 
like the lack of water retention, my face shape, everything kind of changed because obviously all of that, um, that kind of bumping motion of steps and just the physical activity got my lymphatic system going so well. I've had issues with gaining weight and not being able to lose weight this year. And I'm starting to realize that I think a lot of that is actually inflammation and issues with my lymphatic system. So I have bought a rebounder and I'm waiting for it to arrive, which is like a little trampoline because it's obviously not sustainable to do a five hour walk on a work day plus, you know, an hour long workout. So hopefully that works wonders and I will report back if it does. If you don't already do lymphatic drainage massage, I highly suggest you get into it. It's a free self-healing tool that you can use. One thing is you can't do it if you're sick or if you have any form of active infection. So yeah, if you catch a cold, you have to make sure you stop doing it and take a break. Things that I have been watching lately, I've been on a massive Great British Bake Off binge. My partner was away for three weeks and I wasn't feeling that great. So I ended up binging like three or four seasons worth. And then when he came home, he's not really into it as well. So we're both super, super into it. And I think it's just it's funny, it's sweet, it feels like a safe space and I feel like there aren't many safe spaces left on in the media and in the internet and it's just like people being genuinely good people. Um, maybe I'm being gullible in saying that but I feel like there's a lot of characters on there who are just genuinely good people. So if you haven't watched Great British Bake Off, I highly suggest it. We're also watching American Gigolo and that is a TV series that's based on a movie from the 80s or 90s with Richard Gere in it. And what I will say about that show is I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try to watch this thing. I'll watch a little bit and I'll do some knitting, then I'll go to bed. And that first episode I, it was an hour or something and it was over and I was so sucked in on the edge of my seat. I think what I when I saw the ads for it or I saw the promo it, and what the TV show was actually about were really, really different and quite shocking and that just fully sucked me in. So I do suggest that one. It's quite an aesthetic TV show and I will try and watch the movie because I reckon the 80s 90s aesthetic would be even better the other thing that we've been watching for spooky season being October is we've been doing a marathon of all the screen movies and watching them one per weekend and we've had to do a double up because I think there's five all together highly recommend that um my partner said that his assistant at work, who's a bit younger than us, had no idea about Scream. Uh, and we kind of couldn't fathom that because it was such a pivotal film in our when we were kids, like early preteens. And it's just, it's such a, it's really interesting because mm-hmm. you see these movies that have been made a few years apart and especially the first three have these like, they have the it stars who were like popular at that time 
And a lot of them are people who were super popular at that time, but who like you can't even remember now. So it's interesting to see like who were the it stars in that period. But we are up to the fourth one as I'm doing this recording, I believe. And then we've got the new one, I think, since Wes Craven died. So apparently it's very different. I would love to know what you guys are doing for Halloween if you do anything for it. I'm listening to multiple true crime podcasts that are doing Halloween specials. Um, Murder with my husband and I think Going West is doing Halloween specials as well. Such a funny time and we don't really celebrate it here in Australia, but I'm really jealous of all of my American friends and people that I follow on social media when I see all of their like pumpkin spice everything and pumpkin spice candles and ice cream and cakes and having little pumpkins and all of this stuff. I really, I think because I do engage with so much American content I almost feel like I'm in fall right now, but I'm in spring and I'm feeling even my vision board for this month is very fall feeling. So it's like I'm almost going into that like cocoony, slow, soft girl era, but I'm actually supposed to be moving out and going into the world a bit more. Um, something that I have been growing, I'm growing heirloom tomatoes at the moment in my garden, about five or six different varieties, having a bit of a war with my cat who is wanting to use the specific area where the tomatoes are planted as her litter tray. And I've got in my garden, I have so many self-seeded things. I have so much self-seeded lettuce, celery, spring onions. We've got a huge patch of garlic and strawberries and asparagus and artichokes. And what else is there? Calendula, borage. This garden is just so old that there's been so much self-seeding over time. And I think last year as well, I put, I planted quite a lot of things and I put in quite a lot of seeds. But because we moved here in November, it was a bit too hot. So that stuff didn't really happen last year. And now it's like starting to happen now. Just looking, I've got some really beautiful flowers that I planted last year that are only coming up now. And I've also, it's the first time I've planted lupin. Oh, that's not true. I used to have lupins in Fitzroy, but I have planted some lupins and I'm really, really excited for them. And I did do a little post on Instagram asking people to guess what it was and nobody guessed correctly. Um, but you should Google a lupin flower because they are so so special and I'm so excited to have them in my garden other than that I've been doing a lot of low impact rides from Peloton Peloton I am yeah just I think I was in a phase of working out really really hard and I think working out really hard makes me feel really clear and bright but just while I've got this weird cold allergies thing I'm just starting out slow and building up from there again 
I'm hoping I'll hit my 200th workout this month since June. And uh, I'm also using the Peloton restorative yoga and I'm doing restorative yoga every night before bed, 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And that has really helped my sleep. I, you know, I've obviously I've studied yoga. I've done a lot of research about it and a lot of yoga practices and physical asana is very bad for anyone who's anxious or neurodivergent. But with restorative yoga, you're not stretching anything really like and everything is propped up. So you hold a shape, but you're not actually stretching anything like like a little bit of a side body stretch, but you shouldn't really be actively stretching. And that has been really, really helpful for me. So that's about all that has been going on. A couple of books in my reading queue right now. I'm reading Bunny. I've only just started and that's about it. I've had like I've had a massive reading queue and library books for a while and I've literally just today got to the bottom of it. I don't know if anyone else gets a bit stressed when they have too many library books on hold, but I have a couple of books that I've bought, uh, one called Beyond Motherhood that I'm thinking about running a book club around and also Ashley Flowers, All Good People Here. So those two are on the list to come. And I did pick up a copy for free from the library of um, my year of rest and relaxation. And I also have Florence Givens two books to read when I have a little bit of space. So that's what's going on. That's what's happening with me. I wanted to finish by sharing a, not not really an affirmation, but maybe a reminder from my own monthly mood notion board to engage with consistency and grace and to put the blinkers on to whatever anyone else is doing so that you can continue to show up and shine. I did want to end today by bringing your attention to a new offer that I have, which is going to be happening across the Christmas period. And that is the Clarity Curator. It is for women who either are community leaders or want to run a business. And it is all about getting exquisitely clear and able to articulate what you're doing, who you're doing it for, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and also to build a really authentic and self-honoring plan for 2023. So I'll pop a link in the show notes for that. Otherwise, rate, review. If you listen to any of these books or watch any of these TV shows, please post and tag me. I would love to share your explorations and I will see you next week.